Hi and welcome to a new episode of the Evolving Media Podcast. Now, for almost a year, the COVID-19 pandemic has created a number of obstacles, not only for our everyday life, but also for creatives and producers all over the world. At the same time, projects featuring new ways of engaging and telling stories have cropped up around the globe as lockdowns and Zoom calls have become integrated parts of our existence. One of these projects is called Play Inside. Um, a very interesting way of letting the audience become part of the narrative, fostering understanding and enhancing empathy. So in today's episode, I'm thrilled to have been able to have a chat with Rosie Pobright. Rosie is the creative director of uh, Splash and Ripple. She's a PhD researcher in the embodied story at University of the West of England. And now she's the co-founder of Play Inside, which is described as a new form of experiential podcast, which brings an immersive theatrical audio experience to your home. So I've been making interactive story experiences that generally have audio component in them for the last 10 years, really. Um, And this project came out of um, a collaboration with uh, Michelle Roach, who's an immersive theatre maker. So she makes kind of live stuff happen with people wandering around a story. Um, And we worked together, actually it was about 10 years ago, on a big live street game uh, thing that kind of was in Bristol and in London um, and involved people running around the South Bank. It was really elaborate and got people into a place of um, where they they had to overthrow an Mm. authority through protest. It was quite an interesting project. Um, And we kind of crossed paths again and decided that we would like to make something together. Um, uh, But it was at the beginning of lockdown. So we were talking about how to make a story where the audience's body and and the way that they're moving uh, is taken into account. Um, but something that they can do in their own homes. The stuff I normally make is out on the streets, but we wanted to make it um, so that the, uh, audience's home is kind of like the staging the, and the setting. Earlier experiences that you had been in. working on, they were, they were, you said were outside overthrowing governments or authoritarian mm-hmm. figureheads, etc. And with this one, you're really moving inside. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, my impression is that you want people to experience what it's like to be the characters in the story. And I think it's quite ingenious that you that you ask the listeners to actually physically do some of the stuff that the that the characters performed or the characters themselves are doing. I would imagine that that gives a much uh, more immersive feeling to the story. How did how did you design the whole experience? The, the last few years, I've been more and more interested in trying to get people to understand each other better and have mm. more compassion for each other. And so there's on one, one hand, there's that. And then on the other hand, from making these live story experiences that people like wander around in and that are interactive to the actions that they take, I know that there's something about a kinetic kind of physical engagement with the story that changes the way the story goes in the way that the story is experienced by the audience member and that's what i'm particularly interested in that's what my 
PhD is about. So, so this project kind of grows out of um, creating a space where uh, a shared space between the audience member and the character. And it's like a shared physical space and a shared emotional space because you're listening to the internal perspective of the character as they're sort of just going about a part of their day and thinking about things and, and remembering stuff. Um, and because you are mirroring some of what that character is doing, it, it creates that kind of shared physical space. And it just, it just changes it. It's mm. different from listening to a radio play or an audible book, doing the ironing, you know, doing something, at a, you know, it, it, because you're, you're absolutely, um, you have, a stronger focus on what's going on because you have this kind of physical Absolutely. engagement in what's going on. Does that, if, if that makes sense. So, so it's, it's subtle and it's simple, but it's actually really powerful. It's, um, and it, um, and it's, yeah, it's, it, it's, you know, this is still just an audio thing mm. that you do, but you have to make space for it in your day. Uh, it's, it's not something you can do, well, yeah, it's not something you can do whilst making some sandwiches. It's something that you need to, okay, I'm going to take 15 minutes. I'm going to tell everyone that I live with that this is what I'm doing and not to interrupt me. And I'm going to step into this person's story and um, have this kind of deep uh, and emotionally mm. powerful, potentially, uh, What experience. you were saying about, you know, compassion and trying uh, to make, aiming at having people understand each other better. I feel that's something that's sorely lacking in today's, Society. I mean, we're being torn to different in different directions, and everyone is extremely comfortable in their own echo chambers, while uh, being quite antagonistic towards anyone who is perceived not to be in that same echo chamber. So I feel this is something that is. I mean, it's an it's an easy thing to be able to experience uh, if you feel like experiencing it in your own home, especially during these times when we were talking before that you were facing another lockdown period, probably. So something like this is opens and broadens the horizons. But what have the reactions been so far? How do people, what have people experienced from it? Um, it's really interesting. And it's um, in the sense that it's, that the reactions... <laughs> the impact that it has on people is very much down to what that individual is bringing in terms of their own past experience. So we've got these four different short stories um, that are kind of 15 minutes long and they're all um, about something. So for example, one of the stories is about um, a woman who um, mm -hmm. is going through a, a round of IVF because she wants to be but she's also a little bit indecisive about that even though she's got to that place she's still not 100% sure so you're kind of joining her on that weird space of indecision before she kind of takes the pregnancy test and finds out once and for all whether it's worked or not um, and so where people um, who listen to that and experience that where they've had some kind of experience of trying to get pregnant whether whether it's themselves or their partner whether they've been through IVF or just tried to get pregnant, um, it would create because it's suddenly resonating with this with their with their direct lived experience. It's creating a sort of deeper resonance um, than perhaps if uh, you hadn't been through that, and so you just have to sort of imagine what that might be like. 
Um, and that's true of all of the stories where there's something where people are bringing something from their own personal experience and it's, and it's resonating with that. It creates a deeper um, and different kind of um, very personal interpretation of the story. And you can say that's true of all and any stories completely. Um, there's just something additional about um, enacting some moments from the stories that then makes this even deeper and because mm. it's very immersive and because you're taking this space for the story, you know, you're really kind of um, involved in it. Um, so yeah, there's, it's, it's a very, they're the very individual reactions completely defined by your life story to that point, essentially, and how your life story mm. interacts with the character's story. Um and, and yeah, and some people are very, very moved and some people, um, you know, like, yeah, found it quite interesting because they'd never mm. imagined what it might be like to be in that situation before um, because they <laughs> don't have a uterus and they've never kind of tried to get pregnant with somebody else. So they're, you know, so that, so they find it kind of fascinating and quite moving. They're able to imagine, imagine it, but they don't have like a personal experience of it. You know, we, we all understand that no one is the same as us you know we're all unique individuals and we all have our own experiences and our own backgrounds and we all come into any given situation with a heap of baggage and and everything but but at the same time since we're all just looking at each other's it's it's seldom that you get to go behind the facade of someone you're talking to behind the mask so to speak so this would be this is an opportunity to experience something mm. from the inside in a totally different way uh one thing that struck me when i when i first read about this project of yours was that this could be like extremely scary but really helpful in couples therapy you know <laughs> have have each each partner uh, produce a f together with someone a 15 minute uh, experience of what they're thinking about in a given situation and let the other partner experience that in their own time or <laughs> what do you think is this something we should be approaching the the psychotherapy yeah. uh, industry or in this profession with <laughs> Oh gosh, potentially. I mean, we're we're also doing some workshops with young people um, to help them kind of use mm -hmm. this process to tell parts of their stories that they think are important. So again, it's all kind of being done remotely over Zoom and stuff. But sort of getting them to yeah use this process to create a in a narrative and in a narrative that um, you know sheds light on the experience of going through X, Y, or Z. I think, like, I just want to, I probably just want to note here that, we're, like, we're being very careful around this um, slightly tricky concept of empathy with this project. Like, we're not saying mm, this is going to yeah. give you the experience of what it's like to be a woman through IVF or, like, whatever the hell. Uh, we're not saying that at all. What we're saying is we're creating this shared space, this very intimate shared space uh, it's a very privileged, uh, um, very privileged shared space with you and the character, where you really get to see these sort of intimate moments of doubt and vulnerable thoughts, um, so that 
you can then, the, the idea being that it can help you sort of generate some compassion towards people in that situation, mm. or even compassion towards yourself if you've been through or are going through that situation. And um, it's, yeah, we're, like, we're not, we're not giving you what, we're not giving you a chance to see what it feels like. It's more like, um, yeah, giving you a backstage pass to this person. Yeah, like you say, this person's psyche to sort of, see some of the stuff that's going on all of the writers as part the, the things that the mm. writers are writing about they've directly experienced or i mean that that was brief was it has to be something either you've experienced or someone um directly from you know your community or family has has gone through so you've got a lived understanding of what this is like and that that felt really essential with this um way of writing because it's very personal and it's very much and it's very interior and it's kind of there needed to be a sort of authenticity behind that that was that was beyond just somebody from a quite different yeah, because place that was one question i had like, how did you choose the stories what, what how did you choose the narratives that you wanted to include in your experience yeah well okay so both michelle and i um sort of coming at the, having sort of decided roughly what this would be like in terms of um, a different way of telling stories, a disruptive way of telling stories, um, uh, a, a way that's sort of slightly antithetical to the, to the normal kind of hero arc type stuff that we're fed all the time and is written by a certain kind of person. Like a lot of the media we consume these days is uh, created by, produced by a certain kind of person in a certain kind of body and we wanted to kind of upend that with this new form of storytelling that's like deeply personal um that has an inactive element to it um and so we made sure that we had voices that are underrepresented so um you know three 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 of the the four writers are women of color and then we've got a queer perspective um as well Um, and so we asked them, okay, what are the stories that are important to you? Uh, we didn't go into it with a particular theme. We just we just asked them, okay, what, what is it that you want to be out in the world a bit more? What, what doesn't mm-hmm. get, what experience doesn't get spoken about? And so people just wrote about what was important to them. This theme of like motherhood kind of floated out of it. Um, but it's not about, they're, they're not full stories about being a mother. They're kind of about having a mother or... Um, wanting to be a mother or um, yeah and so that so yeah the, the, it, we, we asked our writers what's important to you um, and, and these are voices but you were that, also saying that you you're know, doing a PhD on this subject so what why did you move into mm-hmm. this area with your mm-hmm. PhD studies and what are you have, can you tell anything about what you've come up with so far and where you're hoping to go with the, what kind of what kind of research do you are you looking at so the phd came out of my practice as an artist mm. which is creating stories that the audience are kind of uh kinetically physically in, engaged with creating stories that get uh, creating stories that start with the audience's body in mind in the way in which it's designed and created. So that's kind of how I define embodied story. Mm. Uh, 
And so, as it, you know, this is a concept that hasn't really been explored. I wanted to sort of set out a bunch of design principles, things that might want to be taken into account for makers of these things, because there are, uh, there aren't many, but there are makers of these things out there. And I kind of wanted to look at what are, what are the key elements, uh, which is something I'm still kind of drawing on and working out. Um, and then I also wanted to look at, you know, the background of like where, you know, what, what the roots of this stuff is, you know, looking at theatre and, um, uh, you know, Augusto Boal, um, and and the, and and art like the situationists, um, and that also look at psychology and body cognition, the ways in which we understand the world through our body, um, which are you know really exciting and more and more is being learned kind of all the time about that, um, and then and, and then and then um, yeah the kind of phenomenological sorry I always have trouble with that word the phenomenological perspective as well of like a uh, philosophical perspective of, of like how we understand the world through our, through our experience and, and, and kind of bring all of those things together into something that um, makes sense through us, through a series of design principles um, that yeah, can theoretically help people to, to design stories better for, for the bodies of the people that they are designing those stories for. Uh, sounds sounds decidedly ambitious. I mean, it's uh, if uh, I, I think yeah. I think you're well on the way uh, a bit, but I, it feels like that's what what most people who aim to tell stories would like to arrive at. You know, with what there's if there's no point in telling a story and it just flies by and you know nothing doesn't. Mm. And if you actually can make people feel the stories and experience the stories in such a way. And that's, that's, uh, that's something to be cherished, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, we've got some, we've got some really great formats for storytelling, Mm -hmm. you know, that are our current ones, reading a book, you know, listening to a a radio play, watching a TV program, watching a movie, you know, that they're all pretty effective story formats. Um, But I would suggest that they're a little, removed from what would have been our sort of primary storytelling format, yeah. which would have been, you know, around a fire, yeah, somebody yeah. physically there telling you a story. Yeah. And that, that feeling of being in the group of people listening to that story and that person potentially acting some of it out and, you know, moving around. And, and that, that there's a kind of viscerality that I'm really interested in. And, and like, so how how to sort of tune back into that because we're obviously primed for all of that stuff. Um, and where, you know, wherever we get immersive theater or in, you know, there's not, yeah. Wherever we get immersive theatrical experiences, for example, people love that stuff. Mm. And it's cause it, it's not just engaging their kind of minds. It's like they're physically moving around and they're, you know, it's, it's engaging their kind of their body's imagination, I guess. And, um, yeah, I don't know. So I'm, yeah, I, I guess I'm just kind of interested in new story forms, how we can, you know, use, you know, audio storytelling is very old, right? But um, just subtly changing something like yeah. suggesting that the audience, you know, take some time out 
from their day for it and then um we and then and then we kind of choreograph the way in which they move around their house it does have quite a profound effect on how that story is received by them and so just kind of looking at that uh, one really practical question why did you end up with 15 minutes per episode is it is it possible that yeah. it's it's too taxing for people to be involved in a story longer than that or was it the stories were fit for a 15 minute episode yeah. or how did Hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a good question. Honestly, um, we we wanted all four to be as in, in one omnibus mm. experience, which they are. Which you can listen to all four in one go, and it's about forty five minutes, fifty minutes long. Mm. Um, and that's how we set out. We 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 wanted to write four ten minute stories with it, and have like an intro and outro. And I know that forty five minutes is the maximum you can ask of someone to be that concentrated mm. for i think this is the, the the level of kind of physical and emotional engagement actually that's kind of required um but then the stories sort of uh like obviously ended up being a little bit longer than we originally intended um and we and rather than cut them down we decided okay we're going to let these stand on their own um so that you can now they've all that that You can listen to them individually and there's an intro and outro for each one, mm. or you can listen to the omnibus if, if you're like really want to go for it and, and kind of do them all at once. Um, I think I, I quite like leaving it up to the audience member as to like how much they want to commit to it. You know, I think I feel like 15 minutes, if it's fairly intense is, is probably mm. for me quite enough. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, and I'll yeah. do one a day for four days. Um, that suits me. Whereas I know other people who just want to really, you know, go for it and have an hour and then maybe have a cup of tea afterwards and have a think about it, you know, and some space. Yeah. So it just kind of, I guess it evolved naturally that way is maybe what I would say. Um, but the original, the original um, frame that I had for it was that I didn't want it to be more than 45 minutes long in total for all of them. Because mm. I know that more than that, you lose people. Yeah. yeah. And they're kind of, and that, that all of my audio experiences kind of fit that they're about 45 minutes max type thing. Well, so just finally, if you people want to experience play inside, where should they go? And how will it be be up forever, or do you have a set time? And will you expand on it at some point, or what's what's the what does the future yeah. hold, or is it the PhD that will now take all the time? Well, well, I mean, we we see play inside as now an established format, and this is series one, and it's the four stories, um, and it's kind of just been released, and uh, it's available on all good podcast platforms um you just need to search for play inside other mothers um it's uh if you don't have a podcasting app that's fine you can go to anchor fm sorry anchor.fm forward slash play dash inside um and you can listen you can stream it from you know any kind of web browsing platform from through there um or yeah if you listen to podcasts it'll be on your podcast platform mm. and and how long will it be there for i don't know <laughs> is the answer yeah i think we're going to try and we need to find um 
We need to find ways of getting out to different audiences, which might mean that we um, try and get it onto festival programs, which then might mean that we take it down in order to put it back up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's the moment. Um, yeah. And I like the idea of it just always being there, but I think maybe for the purposes of trying to get it to more audience, we might have to play around with that a bit this year, but then ultimately leave it up. Rosie, thank you so much for taking the time to talking to me. Thank you so much, Simon. It's been an absolute pleasure.